This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Kick it off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness live at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Underground Lounge is the location. Monday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans will be taking the screens as uh, we're kind of getting prepared for it now, seeing a lot of uh, NFL Live right now on the TV screens. And i uh, got some other action going on, a little NFL Network action, one of my favorite TV channels on Oh, on the TV. Uh, I always am tuned in to NFL Network. Love what they bring each and every day. But you can catch all the action right here at the Underground Lounge like many are right now. And uh, I encourage you to come on by and hang out and, you know, um, get some food, get some drink specials, get some of these great prizes that we have. We have Hooters calendars. We got some sunglasses. We got Raider Nation Radio 920 T-shirts, cups, koozies. We're going to hook up the best seat in the house. We also got my man in the blue who's look like he's about to get loose again. Shot again, loose. That's what I'm talking about, man. I like it when this dude, he's a cool, cool cat. And apparently Tom thinks I've been cooling it and kicking it with him, but I have not. We did get a text about Tom. FYI, Tom, come on by so we can catch up. It's code for come here. Let me talk to you real quick. Don't you ever. <laughs> Great text right there on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. One thing I'll tell you guys about me, I enjoy having fun. It's just that simple. I enjoy having fun. If you can't have fun doing this job, that you're in the wrong field because you sure ain't going to get rich. If you can't have fun doing what we do on the daily, then something's wrong with you. So if I sound like I'm sauced up, it's because I'm having a good time. Simple as that. Speaking of a good time, let's talk to our guy Scott in Las Vegas. He hit us up, 702-365-9200. Scott, what's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? Hey, Chilling, man. first time caller, uh, lifetime Raiders fan. Nice. Been in Las Vegas since I was young. Um, but uh, you guys have become my go to Raiders show. You and nice. Mon do a great job. Thank Keep you. It up. Um, regarding the game, uh, I kind of felt like the last game, uh, they were a little bit distracted from this whole thing mm-hmm. and kind of just, just didn't play up to their standards, dropping balls and stuff. They kind of pulled it together and rallied this game. But um, was kind of worried about Carr. He got a little bit conservative when they were up 10-7. to 7. Like he wasn't taking any chances on any throws, running it out of bounds when he might have had somebody he could throw open. Um, but then just before the two-minute drill, uh, I was like, well, about two minutes to go. That's when he plays his best. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And he just rocked it down the field. It was awesome. Um, and then it just was, it was kind of over from there. And... Screen pass? What? A screen <laughs> right, pass? Right. <laughs> when it happened, all of us in the house were just sitting there going, what? Right. Through a screen pass. That's awesome. Um, and I've had to put up all freaking week with KC fans talking smack mm-hmm. about how we're going to lose to Denver. And them and Mobile Homes barely beat the, the football team. Really? <laughs> Come on, Mobile Homes. He, he's, he, hasn't been, he hasn't been a motorhome lately. He's just been a... A mobile home, so um, it's, it's been looking good, looking good, looking that next week, putting up with all the obnoxious Philly fans being here in town, and hopefully send them home crying. 
There you go. Great call, Scott. Appreciate you. You know how to put up with those fans? Uh, let the Raiders go out there and do a, have a performance like they did on Sunday, and they'll be quiet. They might be there, but they'll be quiet. And that's all that matters, man. Keep them quiet and then let Raider Nation get loud and proud in Allegiant Stadium. Uh, and that's something that they're going to expect on Sunday. And you're right. Uh, last game against the Bears, and I said it that day at the game. I said it the following day right here at the Oyo. They were sleepwalking through that game. They were not there. It was not their normal performance. I don't care what you, where you put the blame, but guys like Darren Waller putting the ball on the ground, guys like Brian Edwards fighting the ball, and, and, and Derek Carr overthrowing them. And there was so much that went wrong in that game, and there was just a big gray cloud that overshadowed them. And, and even when I was driving here to the Oyo last Monday, I remember there was a big gray cloud over Allegiant Stadium. Now, today it was a little windy, and, of course, it rained a little bit. And it's my fault that it rained because I washed my car on Saturday. So, you know, that's a kiss of death. As soon as you wash your car, oh, yeah, let's rain. Another thing that I'll bring up at some point, I know we got a lot of callers, Fargo Radar, I'm about to come to you. I tried to take the wife out to a steak dinner on Saturday night, and do you know getting into a steakhouse around here is the hardest thing to do? If you ain't got a reservation from like a week ago, you ain't getting in. We did find a way to get in. I dropped Demond's name, and we got in. But still. Yo, you know what I did? I, I took a friend out for her birthday, and I was just like, all right, I'll go to Lincoln's restaurant. It'll be cool. I didn't know seafood was that expensive. <laughs> I told you. I tried to warn you. I said, get there early and make sure that you have a couple bucks because it's gonna, it's, it's, it's a little costly, but it's great, and it's well worth it. Oh, I loved it. Loved every bit of it. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about our Saturday night dinners in, in a little while. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line talk to our guy, Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Demond and Q, my guys. What's up, man? I'm just chilling, you know. <laughs> Steal a line from you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna give the game ball up to Faison for coming in. He stepped up. He played some ball and he started that pick party, man. I, yep. I was loving it. I love it. I got a couple of uh, donkey fans out here at work that was talking noise about the coach. Like I'm sure we all got, but right. they're real quiet today. <laughs> I bet. Um, I'm going to say I also was talking noise on Marinelli, and I'll take that back because the man's been doing his job. Yep. You know, and then to me, the unsung hero right now is Damian Square, man. He pushed that ball out, and you could see the 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 look on that sideline over there, that orange crush. They were crushed, man. I'd love to see it. And just like I said last week, we got our black eye, but we pulled over that eye patch, and we went in there, and we robbed them of their gold. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Go there he goes, Fargo Raider. Great call, my man. I will say, Damian Square played well, got a half a sack. But that was Solomon Thomas that knocked out the ball on uh, Teddy Bridgewater. But, and that's another guy that I mentioned in the show. He's been playing well. Solomon Thomas has been really playing well for the Raiders on a one-year deal uh, after tearing his ACL with San Francisco, looking like he was a first-round bust. And he's just been out there just playing and plays in his role. He's not, you know, sulking because he's not getting as much playing time as he might have uh, thought that he should get or, or you would expect a first-round pick. And really all those guys are playing selflessly, man. They really are. They're not worried about numbers. They're not worried about snaps. They're not worried about when they get in the game. And, you know, to the side they may, you know, question it or wonder it or, or want more because they want to get in there and play. I mean, who doesn't want to be in there playing? But just for them to know that their time will be called and when their number is called they go out there and perform. They're doing a heck of a job with that uh good call my man i appreciate you let's go out to seaside california i used to live in seaside let's talk to our guy james what's on your mind james thank you this what's is, up uh, brother you might know me better as refrigerator off of the locked on podcast ah refrigerator raider out of seaside what's up brother yo i want to give my game ball to ron Milas. he had those uh that secondary ready to go 
especially face on who uh yep. been with the team for what a week right yep mm-hmm. and uh they were balling out three interceptions can't ask for more right exactly so, is that yeah, it just want to give that game ball to ron Miles, and that's it there you go hey great great one man that's a good one to uh to pick and uh i don't know why i didn't think about that i've been talking about and praising Ron Miles all year long for the job that he's done with that secondary. Shout out to my guy Trayvon Merrick, first career interception. Shout out to Jonathan Abram because his interception wasn't no gimme. It wasn't one that just sailed over the head of somebody and he just landed in his arms. Jonathan Abram made a real deal defensive back, I want that ball type move. Uh, that was a hell of an interception to seal the game from Jonathan Abrams. So, yeah, Ron Miles getting the game ball, that's that's no shock to me. That's a good one. And, uh, you know, even Fargo Raider had mentioned uh, – uh, face on getting that uh, getting that interception, starting things off. That dude was on the Chargers practice squad two weeks ago, when the Raiders lost to the Chargers on Monday Night Football. He was on their practice squad. They signed him, got him coached up, and he's obviously got a little bit of history with Gus Bradley. And he was in there. Not only did he make that pick, but that dude was laying the wood on some plays too. You got to give him a lot of credit. Matter of fact, Amik Robertson got benched for a quick minute because he was getting targeted. You know he why was, he was getting tar- targeted? Why Face on was getting that playing time? Yeah, because he was the mouse of the house. Yeah, he was tall. Yeah, and he went out there and he played tall. He really did. And, and this is one thing, and I'm not the I told you so type dude. You know that. But uh, I thought of you, DeMond, when the Raiders were having a sack party on Teddy Bridgewater because you questioned when I said the Raiders, uh, the, the Broncos offensive line is leaky. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. And I said, no, not really. Teddy B has been sacked quite a, bu- a, a lot this season. 11 times he had been sacked before that game on Sunday. So I did think of you when the, when, uh, the, the Raiders were getting home all those times on uh, Teddy B. Well, just to be thought of in any in any aspect is good. You know? <laughs> that's all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah. I know that's right. I know that's right. James and Seaside, uh, a.k.a. Refrigerator Raider, thank you for that call. Let's talk to our guy Sal calling from Arizona. What's on your mind, Sal? Chilling, man. How's it going? Good. How's it going? Nice to talk to you again, man. Man, great win. I think um, the team finally kind of played a complete game. Yeah. I know first of the season, the beginning of the season, offense would come out lacking or vice versa, what have you. But my game ball would go to Yannick Ngakwe, if I said that right. Yep. Um, before the season, he said uh, he always wanted to be a Raider. And something he said after the game when he was walking to the locker room on the field, he said, that's what Raiders do. Man, this guy just embodies what being a Raider is, like yeah. Raider Nation representing. it. To me, like my game ball would go to him because of that. And I just think the team finally played a really good game, finally. Yeah, together. I agree. I agree. First complete game they played all season long. All right, thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Got one text that I wanted to share along. I thought this was a good one from uh, Raider Russell in Tampa Bay. Hey, Q, this is Raider Russell from Tampa Bay. Proud of this team overcoming adversity and beating the Broncos. Love it. My game ball has to go to Mad Max Crosby. He got into the head of Teddy, who worried about getting killed by the Condor. I like that. Great way to break it down right there. Raider Russell from Tampa Bay. Hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword RNR. Now let's go out to the Bay Area. Talk to Just Win Wendy. What's on your mind, Just Win Wendy? Woo-hoo! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm a happy girl. I usually only call in once a week, but I had to call in Friday and today um, because I got I got my keys to the game. Okay. Um, last Friday, I was saying we have to we have to uh, bump into and knock over the alumni on the sideline, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't think of a better way to rub it in than what we did to those alumni that were all smiling and happy and they had to deal with us 
uh, just knocking them out. That was awesome. And then the second one was, I was saying, we got to get the teddy. Well, we did get the teddy, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> so my game ball is um, something that you haven't said yet, but I'm sure that every, I'm sure people have thought of it, but um, anybody who touched Teddy, nobody got a penalty. There were no roughing the passer penalties, and there were no taunting penalties. Yeah. And I just thought that was awesome. I don't think I've ever seen a, a game that had four sacks or, you know, as many as we had yeah. and as many hits as we had with no penalties. Right? Yeah, no, so I agree. I agree. Guys, those guys did so well. I'm just so proud of our defense. But, yeah, anybody who touched Teddy gets gets a game ball for not getting a penalty. Yay. Yeah. I like that. I like that's a good good focus right there. No, I hadn't even really paid attention to that, but that was a good key. And I guess when you're not talking about penalties, that means they didn't have very many. So that's a good thing. Good call, Wendy. Good call. All right, let's keep this party rolling. Got a couple good text messages that I want to get to, but uh, we'll get to Raider X first. What's on your mind, Raider X? Hey, Q. Man, I'm so excited. So excited. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but ahead of Philly. But I am going to jump a little bit ahead because I think the Raiders are, are focused. I think they're focused and they're going to roll. But I want to talk about after they get that, they go into the bye. Now we started thinking about getting some votes. I'd like to see some, some Pro Bowl votes. I'd like to see some silver and black represented out there. I want to get your feelings on who you think could represent besides the obvious going out there like Max. I think Solomon Thomas can be considered. I think, you know, looking, looking over there, I think Pyramid, holy smokes, that man is, I'm telling him, bring in the wood. I mean, we ought to, we ought to give him that, the, the ox blue because that man is swinging that axe. I mean, he is delivering. Love that man. K.J. Wright, I mean, I'm excited about him, but Pyramid, what? Dude. Dude, talk to me. Talk to me, Q. No, good call. Good call. And, yeah, Perriman's balling out of control. And I remember when the linebacker was traded for, I thought, that's a good piece. That's a good addition. But, really, K.J. Wright's the dude. And K.J. Wright's been decent, and he got more burn yesterday than he's gotten in the last couple games. But you're right. Denzel Perriman is everywhere. And when he arrives, he arrives with a purpose. He lays the wood, like you mentioned. Man, that dude, he only knows one speed. And that's the kind of guy I like. That's how I kind of live my life. I know one speed, that's go. And now I, I'm not laying the wood or hitting nothing like that like, like Perriman is, but uh, that dude is – he's a killer, you know, and leading the league in, in tackles and, I mean, sideline to sideline. He has been a great force uh, that, that opposing teams have had to deal with. And uh, even before Gruden left, he said, hey, Perriman is healthy and he's out there balling, and that's exactly what he's doing. Good call right there. I appreciate you. Uh, how about this text on the Salmon Ash text line 69187 from Triana? Carr is an ace. The new era has begun. Raider Nation is alive and well, and the Chargers got spanked. Triana right there. I like that one. How about this one from Raider Jay in Sacramento, the 916? I'm still drunk from yesterday's win. Tom, he's still drunk from yesterday's win. Just going to throw that out there. Let's see. We got one more, and then we'll hit the uh, phone line one more time. Um, how about this one? It's Bert, a.k.a. Delivery Man, my GQ. Try calling in, but DeMond lagging on the phones, LOL. And what's up, Just Win, Wendy? Got to give the game ball to Rich Masaccia, a.k.a. Bill Goldberg. Ask DeMond if he knows about Goldberg. Hell of a game by the fellas. On to the next time to put down Philly. That's from the delivery man. And DeMond, as a wrestler, I'm sure you know all about Goldberg. I'm not a wrestling guy, and I know about Goldberg. 
Of course I know about Goldberg. I was actually watching some Goldberg yesterday on the uh, WWE Network. Of course you were. Yes, I was actually. The streak. (laughs) Who's next? I don't even know what that means, but okay. Who's next? (laughs) I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, I did want to give a quick update to uh, just win Wendy. The Raiders had six penalties for 54 yards. The Broncos had on uh, on Sunday six penalties for 53 yards. So a pretty decent, clean game as far as penalties go on both sides of the ball. Uh, But usually the Raiders come up with something big and and a huge penalty. I think the biggest penalty I saw was the Corey Littleton pass interference. Everything else after that was kind of minimal. You know, a couple – Andre James had a holding penalty. I think uh, Leatherwood had a holding penalty. But not too bad as far as the penalties go. I'll take that any day of the week and twice on Sunday. I know we got time for one more call. Demond, who's up next? We got Renee up next. All right, Renee, what's on your mind? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. Hey, man, I appreciate your call. Thanks. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out to everybody – you know, hey, we stay, we stay loyal. We stay thick and thin. You know, we ended to win it. Um, a big game ball, big game ball to the O line. You know, they came in clutch. You know, yeah. they came in clutch. You know, they gave they gave Carr enough time to, you know, get down the field and throw the ball, make some big plays. You know, got the running game going a little bit. Yeah. You know, hey, it's it, it's up from here. You know. Yeah. It's up from here. Right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much for that call. I like it. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I think you're spot on with that. So, uh, good good way to break it down, my man. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Got my man all day, Raider A. Hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. My game ball goes to DeMond because <laughs> I have on good authority that he told the team that they would have to – they would all have to do on-demand push-ups if they lost. <laughs> How are those on-demand push-ups coming, DeMond? You still owe me about 15 of no, them. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You only done thirty-five. Oh, you know what? I'll do, what? I'll do. I'll do fifteen for you right now. I'll do fifteen. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't ask for him right now. But I'm, I'll, I'll do no, it right now. I'll do it no, right now. it don't matter. You're doing them for no reason. You're doing them for your health. But I'm just saying, I would if you told me to. But I'm not. I'm not telling you wink, to. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Exactly. Doing. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, no, you're gonna wait till we eat somewhere in public. That's all. This Saturday, I'll see Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time you knock some out. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, let's go. One more call, then we'll take a break. Get to Ed Graney from uh, ESPN Las Vegas and also the Las Vegas Review Journal coming up to talk about what he saw at the game yesterday. Uh, how about Lester in the Bay Area? What's on your mind, Lester? Yo, yo, Q. Yo, we had not much this game. You know, I just want to chime in that, um, you know, I'm really impressed with this football team. Uh, the way they came out and played their best probably overall game of the season after you know, the week that we had, they had as a team, as fans, you know, it's just really impressed by it. I think past Raider teams may not have come out like that and shown out like that um, after a rough couple, week and a half and so forth. And I think that moving forward, if they could keep this focus, because they're talented. We know, Q, they're a good football team. Right. We know they're good. They just have to, certain spots like the offensive line. They played really well overall. Uh, just clean up the penalties. You know, stay focused, keep your goals, you know, as your priorities, and play football and have some fun. And, you know, this defense yesterday, look at our defensive line, they're the rotation, they're monsters out there. They're beasts. They go after it. I mean, Max Crosby, he's an absolute, I mean, unbelievable the way he played out yesterday. And I think hopefully on offense, you know, they just keep on mixing it up, mixing it up. You know, the pass needs to set up the run with this football team. So they just have to keep mixing it up. A little more play action, roll out, mix things up, short, deep, and you're going to catch teams off guard because we have too many weapons. When you get all the running backs involved, look what happens. Exactly what happened yesterday, we got domination on offense and both sides of the ball. So I'm really impressed by this football team. Hopefully they stay focused, stay disciplined, 
and, and, and keep going after it and get after the Eagles before the bye week. Yeah, that would be – hey, man, that would be big to get after the Eagles before – man, he hung up quick. That would be big to get over after the Eagles before the bye week. His minutes must have been up on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you ever had that back in the day where you knew that your minutes were about to run out and all of a sudden it was like, goodbye. Oh, he was tracking them and saw how much time he was on yeah, the phone. Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> I had one time, man, back in the day when I was an unresponsible young man, kind of like DeMond, right? I was unresponsible at that time. Uh, I remember a, a company had called me and said, hey, you need to pay your bill. And I said, I don't have the money. They said, okay, well, by the end of this phone call, if you don't pay the bill or at least make a payment, we're going to disconnect your service. And I'm like, okay, sure you are. You're on the phone right now. Like, well, you're not going to disconnect my – before I got the word service out, that thing was already disconnected. It's like, damn. And then I went and made a payment. And they said, all right, your phone will be on in 24 to 48 hours. I was like, wait a minute. Dang, but they were able to cut it off real quick. You disconnected me in 12 seconds, but now it's going to take 48 hours? That's hey. like the refunds. They could charge you right away, yeah. but it takes three to five business days exactly. to get back. But do you yeah. all remember when Singular, back when they were Singular, when they oh, introduced those, those rollover minutes? That yeah. changed the game. Yeah, it did minutes can roll over. I tell you what, man, and my mom is my witness. Mama Q will tell you, I had about ten phone numbers for the, you know, for growing up. I had about ten different phone numbers. Every time I looked around, I had another a new number because I just go from one service to the other. And before they caught up with me, it's like, oh, I got a new number, got a new phone, didn't pay the bill. See, those rollover minutes were great, but I only had two hundred text messages, and that was incoming and outgoing. So oh, there were yeah. a lot of unrespond text messages. <laughs> <laughs> well, some things never change. Danny still don't respond to our text messages, but. I sent a text message to Danny last night. Hey, man, can you work? Unread. <laughs> Unread. It's all good. 325 is the time. Many thanks to Lester. Many thanks to everyone who's hit us up so far throughout the course of the show. Coming up next as we're live at the Oyo Underground Lounge is the location. Monday Night Football. We do it every single Monday night here. We got Ed Graney from the Las Vegas Review Journal and ESPN Las Vegas. The press box with Tyler Bischoff. He's going to tell us what he saw about the, uh, about the game, the good, the bad, the ugly. There wasn't a lot of ugly, I'll tell you that. So we'll get Ed Graney's thoughts. We'll do that next. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. You got to give a speech at school, you know, tell these, talk to these kids, you know. Well, they're going to have to. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm just going to leave it alone. They're going to come gonna up with what? a title and figure out at least what the damn award's for. You know, j- I, hey, uh, respected alumni. I'll just come in there like, hey, kids, you see you see where I'm at? Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy Q. And we are live. At the Oyo Hotel and Casino Underground Lounge, that's where you can find me. You can find that respected alumni in DeMond Cotton at the Wheels of Steel, at the home studio. Of course, Danny here is by my side. We got the dude in the blue dancing, having a good time, still feeling himself from Sunday. Uh, that big Raiders victory, he's still dancing, dancing, in the, dancing to the music. Sometimes it's his own tune, but he's still dancing. And right now, on the phone line, I don't know how much dancing he's doing, but uh, he does a lot of writing. Does a lot of radio. That's Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, also the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, happy to have him on the phone line. And Ed, thank you so much for your time yesterday. Um, did you expect that performance from the Raiders? Did you expect them to come out and really play with a purpose from the minute that they got off the bus? I mean, it just felt like they really set the tone of that whole game on Sunday. Yeah, Q, I don't know if I expected 34-24. I probably didn't if I was honest, but I did expect them to play with emotion and, and play hard and play for Coach Masachi and the, and the staff because after the week they went through, usually you'll get two, one of two efforts. that They're completely down and lost like I think they were against Chicago or they're up and ready to go, and they, they were the latter. So um, they were emotional in a good way. They were intense, and I did expect that. They're professionals, and... You know, they've got a chance to be good this year, so I expected them to come out. Now, again, I don't know if I expected 34-24, but 
they played as complete a game as I've seen in a long time. It's, you know, since covering them since it was announced they were coming to Vegas, and we spent a couple years up in Oakland covering them. Uh, there hasn't been too many games where I walked away and said, man, they were pretty good all the way around. Yeah, they felt like they dominated, even though the score just says they won by 10. I felt like it was a dominating performance by the team. Yeah. And, and really, to be honest, I mean, look, they're, they're running the same scheme. It's all the same uh, plays that they have to choose from that they did when Coach Gruden was there. It just felt like maybe even the fresh voice of Greg Olson in Derek Carr's ear, uh, you know, kind of freshened it up a little bit. What did you see and, and what did you like from uh, Greg Olson calling the plays? Well, it was a really – I thought he called really a, a great game. He used about 15% more play action than they had the first five games under Gruden, so I thought the play action worked really well. And he got everyone involved. And, you know, when you get everyone involved, everyone's happy, everyone's playing hard, everyone's excited, and I think that means a lot. You know, a guy like Kenyon Drake, to get him yeah. involved like that. They got Brian Edwards involved on – which I thought was a great call on third down, the, the shot to Edwards for 50-plus 50, 50 yards. That was a great call by him. And, you know, afterwards, Fangio and even Basaccia admitted, look, we're going to see Greg Olson's play calling, how good it is in the next several weeks. Because as Fangio said afterwards, they had no feel for his, you know, for his for his play calling. They had no feel for his tendencies. Now it's on film. So now, if you're Philly or the Giants or the Cowboys, you can look at that film down and just okay, what did he call here? What did he do? So I think it's going to be on Coach Olson, and I'm sure he'll do this because he's called plays for a long time. Then to adjust on his end. So I thought the Raiders had an advantage yesterday for sure because Fangio had not seen him call plays at least in a while. Um, but he did a great job, I thought. And I thought Carr was really good. Um, like I said, they got everyone involved. Uh, I, did, I don't think it could have gone better than it did offensively. No, I agree. I really do. And you mentioned play action, and that was a big deal, and they did use it quite a bit. But uh, also the, the run game worked. You know, the play action yeah. doesn't really work if the run game isn't – somewhat successful and now it wasn't a hundred yard performance but you saw that they had their moments both Jacobs and Drake looked good running the ball how important was that uh, for the run game and then on top of that was that a product of just the run game clicked or was that something that you saw different from uh, what you've seen in previous weeks no you know what I think it had a lot to do with and I'll give these guys credit because we've been really hard on them I thought the offensive line played their best game yesterday and if you look at pro football focus's rankings today and their ratings Leatherwood and James and guys like that graded out higher than they have all season. So I think that means a lot. I mean, you know, for deservedly so, we've given them a hard time. They have not been good. So I thought they played really well, and they ran it just enough to, you know, throw it the way Derek did, 341 yards and a couple touchdowns. So I think it all just worked, but I think you got to give credit to the guys up front. They've, you know, they've endured some criticism, like I said, for good reason. They haven't been good, but, uh, you know, some people don't like pro football focus. I do. I think they do a really good job. And if you look at their ratings off that game, Guys who have really been rated low, rated pretty darn high. So I, I think, you know, the offensive line definitely deserves some credit from yesterday. I agree. I agree 100%. I'm not a pro football focus guy where I, it's the end all be all, but I think you get a great right. idea. You know what I mean? You get a great idea of what you're looking at by their grades. So uh, I do respect them in that, in that aspect. We're talking right now with Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, the press box, also Las Vegas Review Journal, does a great job. He was on hand for that game on Sunday in Denver against the Broncos. Raiders came away with a 34-24 victory. And I know following the game, uh, owner Mark Davis had a quick little statement or two that he made with you and Adam Hill and Vinny yeah. Bonsignor. Uh, what did you take away from what he had to say? What, what was kind of the, the gist of what was going on with, with owner Mark Davis? Yeah, he didn't want to say much at first, but then he was good enough to give us a quote or two. And, you know, I think he just wanted to put it out there that they don't stand for the emails, and that's why John isn't the coach anymore. And, um, you know, he, he loved how they played. He's looking forward to more. He thought they won in all three phases. 
But I think it was important for him to say that they just don't stand for what was in the emails. So that's why I think he went on record there to say that and to get that out there. I don't think he's done talking. Um, we weren't able to ask him because he was on his way out about the NFL and whether that, you know, holding back the emails, what did he think of that? You know, will he have any action off that? I think in the days and weeks and months to come, we'll see that. But at least in the moment, I think it was important for him to talk about the emails and what he thought about it and what the Raiders stand for. And, you know, it was good for him to stop and talk to us for a few minutes. You know, one thing I saw in that quote that he said was that he felt like the Raiders played the best ball in some years. Did you take anything from that, or did you just think that he just thought that was a really good game? No, I, I think he meant it. I mean, I thought they played really well, and, you know, they, you know, I mean, one playoff in 17 years, so he hasn't seen a ton of great games right. um, in a long time. So I think he meant it. I think, you know, to go in there, especially off the week they had, it had been a normal week and none of this had happened. And they went in and played well. We've seen that before. We saw them beat Kansas City last year. We've seen kind of flashes of that. But to have that kind of performance off that week, I think, really impressed them. Um, and, and you just didn't know how it was going to go. Like, you, you know, your question to start, this was the best one. Like, you don't know how they're going to react. You don't know how they're going to react to that. And they reacted the right way. They could have gone the other way for sure, but they didn't. And I think a lot of that had to do with Passaccia. I'm going to give him a lot of credit, and I wrote this. One of the best things Rich Passaccia did yesterday is he stayed out of the way. Now, right. he had input, but he let his coach his coach. And I think that's the most the important thing he could have done yesterday, run the special teams, which, you know, they don't get the uh, onside kick, but they did a great job in kick coverage yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, 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 so they were okay there. But he let, you know, he let Olsen and Bradley coach, and I think that was really important, especially for the first game. You know, you have some input, you say what you think, but you kind of stand back and let those guys go. And I thought that was a really important message for Rich Passaccia to do. Yeah, I did as well. And uh, we're talking right now with Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas here on Unnecessary Roughness, uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, you know, talking about special teams, and you said kick coverage, one thing I think Sam asked uh, Basaccia about that today in the the media session is uh, that the kicks didn't go into the end zone. He made the Broncos return it, and I don't think they hit the 25-yard line one time. I think that they need to do that more often, and I get kind of frustrated when I see kickers just kick the ball through the back of the end zone. Make those guys return it. Make them earn that 25-yard line. The Raiders did that on Sunday. I thought that was a big key to the game. They did, and Daniel Carlson was terrific at it. Now, I don't know. I know Sammy was out there today. I don't know if they saw something on film. I don't know if they realized how good Carlson would be. And it's tough to do an altitude also because it's going to carry longer anyway. So the way Carlson kicked yesterday on those kickoffs was absolutely terrific. And I'm with you. I don't think they made the 25-yard line. So if you're confident in your kick coverage, and obviously yesterday they were really, really good at it, I'm with you. I don't know why you don't try that more. Now, you try it one time and the guy returns it, then you may have to rethink (laughs) your positioning. But they didn't do that yesterday. So I think he either saw something or he just trusted Carlson with the weather conditions that he could do it. And it was great yesterday. Like I said, you know, they, they don't get the onside. Those are tough sometimes. Carlson misses one first time in like 27 inside the 50. So obviously he's really, really good when things like that happen, when you've made 27 straight inside the 50. But I thought they were, you know, they were fine there. Um, I thought defensively they were terrific. That, that defensive line led by Crosby was unbelievable and putting pressure on Teddy Bridgewater all day. And we've already talked offensively. So I, I do think they won all three phases. And, you know, is Denver the Chargers? Probably not. And Denver hadn't beaten a lot of good teams. But it's an AFC West game on the road, so you don't argue with it. You take the win and you go on to the next one. 
Yeah, no doubt. And now they've won four AFC conference games, which is, I think, yeah. huge. You know, down the, down the line, you'll look back and say, hey, they started that season really strong. And, and, and you know, talking about Rich Versace and the coaching staff, Ed, uh, they also have Gus Bradley. He's been a head coach. They have Tom Cable. He's been a head coach. They got Rob Marinelli. He's been a head coach. How much does that help a guy like Rich Versace kind of slide into that position and be a little bit more comfortable? Oh, I mean, I think it helps a ton because, again, he knows they know what they're doing. You know, it's not like it's a young staff where he feels the guy who's, you know, 61 and been around football for four decades. Well, I have to, you know, take these guys along with me. In a sort of way, they'll take Rich along with them. And right. I think Rich is okay with that. I, I, I mean, I've really been impressed a few times that Rich has been in front of the media. It's not about him. He said yesterday it's a we game. I, don't, I think he's almost uncomfortable taking a, lot of the, uh, taking a lot of the praise. He seems to be that kind of person. So when you have Rod Marinelli and the way that defensive line is playing, you don't have to tell Rod Marinelli very much. Right. I mean, you don't, you know, you don't have to – I'll go back you know, to uh, Pro Football Focus right now. I thought this was really interesting. Right now the number one cornerback in Pro Football Focus in the league is Casey Hayward and the number one edge rusher is Max Crosby. I mean, when you have two guys who right now are at top of their lists, I mean, you're playing, real, you're playing some really good ball on that side of the ball. That just doesn't happen by mistake. So you're right. I think they have these – you know, and, and Cable, you know, we know what's happened with the offensive line. They played better yesterday, but he has these guys who've been in his seat before that he can go to for advice, you know, each day really and say, hey, what would you do here? What about this? I mean, the media obligations are going to be much different for him. He's going to have to talk a lot more. Um, but other than that, I, I liked what I saw yesterday. It was, I think it was a complete team effort, and I think with the coaching staff too it was a team effort. Yeah, no doubt. And, and now you've got the, the big test. You know, you're, you're coming back home. You're at Allegiant Stadium. You're going up against the Eagle team that – on paper, it's not very good. They're 2-4 and four so far, but I think that they're more talented than their record is. I think they're going to be a challenge. How do you continue to kind of channel this energy and rally the troops and pick up a win on Sunday that you, in all theory, you should have? You should. you got to deal with the quarterback who can make some plays. But, yep. you know, at that point, I think with the Allegiant, it's going to be really important, in my mind, the Allegiant Stadium crowd this week. You know, a lot of stuff's mm-hmm. happened with this team. A lot of stuff happened with John. They go and get the win in Denver. I think the crowd can really bring them through to a victory this week. One, I think they're better than the Eagles. Yeah. But, you know, three-point favorite. It's kind of, you know, the, the book's telling you, hey, you know, it could be close. It's, you know, we'll give you the three for the home. So I think the crowd could have a huge, huge part in them winning this week. And, again, they win this week. You go into a bye, come off the bye against a Giants team. I mean, there's a great, great opportunity for them to be 6-2 and two when they hit the heart of the schedule. Mahomes twice, the Chargers again, the Cowboys they're going to, you know, down the road, there are some teams, there are some guys waiting. But if they can just focus in and get the next two, one off a bye, six and two, then you're, then when you're six <laughs> and two, you've kind of really put yourself in position for playoff. Yeah. You, and then you have everyone talking about, all right, six and two, been here before, six and three, yeah. been here yeah. before. <laughs> don't, don't want to see that collapse. I mean, that's, that'll be the conversation every single day until it's proven those not to be. be. Those will be the storylines in the review journal. Yeah, absolutely, and, and for good reason. It's not like yeah. it's it's not like it's you know made up. It's good reason, you know. No. Since it's it has is been what has happened, and and Ed, before we let you go, I got to talk some UNLV. They lost again on Saturday, yeah. a game that I thought that they could have, and they've had a yeah. lot of close games. But like I said at the beginning of the show, close games don't matter. It's about wins and losses, and they haven't got any. Um, what did you think about the the loss to Utah State? And hey, they got homecoming coming up on a short week. How how are they going to be affected yeah. by that? Well, I was in Denver, but I paid attention to the game. I'll tell you anything about UNLV, and it's got to be a local flavor. They're five and one uh, ATS, so you know they're at least they're 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 making some coin for some people who are betting them. But um, there you go. You know, I will say this to Demond: uh, it's not <laughs> happening on the field. But that uh, 
that um, uh, what, what was the thing they had on the side of the field? The um, slot oh, the, machine. The, the slot, slot machine. Way, yes. Slot yeah. machine. One of the best things they've done in two years under Marcus O'Reilly. I mean, I, I saw, I heard of him at his press conference that people won't like it or something like that. I thought it was amazing. It was so Vegas. Um, you know, they had, they were there to win it, um, and they're going to be there to win other games. New Mexico. I think this week in a short week. I mean, San Jose State has not been world beaters like people thought they would be. Now the quarterback getting hurt hurt them, right. but they're going to be in some games coming down. You know, the stretch that I think they're going to have a chance to win and. You know he's been he's been hurt with these quarterback injuries. Um, my own feeling is if Cameron Friel was completely healthy, I would just play him and just let him develop for the future and let him have all the snaps. But the injuries have kind of not allowed them to do that. So I think this is a, you know this is another one of those games you can say it's winnable. The other team's probably better. That usually is what the case is with UNLV. But it is a winnable game this week. So maybe for homecoming they surprise everyone and get one. Well, I'll say this, uh, and you would be ashamed of DeMond, and I was kind of ashamed that he actually admitted this, and he admitted it on air. He said, and I quote, that they were preparing to storm the field if they had won, if the if oh. UNLV had won oh, on Saturday. Of course. And DeMond oh. was going to do this, Ed, with a credential oh. on. Oh, DeMond, you're storming the field to get the Aggies. Uh, it's been a while, though. It has, yeah, it has yeah come on, Ed. The, the fans need no. this. I know. It has been a while, and I – the ones I really feel bad for, I really do feel bad for. I'd like to the kids to get a win. It can't be easy. You know, like, you know, Charles Williams, what he does the other night. Right. And he was very eloquent after the game explaining it and stuff. I thought he was great. But, you know, you just don't want them losing all the time. You want them to feel, you know, somewhat of a success in terms of going in the locker room, you know, singing their fight song. You know, that's what college is about. So I hope they get one or two. I think they're out there for them. Like I said, I think New Mexico's out there for them. I think, this, you know, they'll be in play this week. You know, it's not – the Mountain West kind of has like two, three or really good teams at the top, and then it's not very good. So there are going to be games out there like the Utah State game where it's a game in the fourth quarter. They're just going to have to figure out how to finish it out. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, DeMond, you feeling a little bit better? Oh, I'm still feeling good. You know, it's one of the – like they say, burn the film or whatever. As soon as the game was over, hey, we got Thursday. Okay, well, <laughs> as long as you don't storm the field with a credential on. <laughs> you know what was funny, Forever too? the optimist. You know, I want to see Demond. I want to see Demond not only um, uh, pull that lever. I want to see him run on the field with the credential, run over and pull that lever. Now that would be a cool oh fight. my gosh! And I said, you know, I, I'm going to like, I'm going to go back to the locker room with the team. Be like, we did it, guys. We finally maybe got DeMond's one. The one who gets the, maybe Demond gets the game ball. <laughs> oh, oh. It well, apparently he's got an award in Perump on the wall at the high school, and he doesn't even know what he got the award for. <laughs> oh, I, ho- I hope it happens for you, man. Yeah, I hope it does, too, as long as he doesn't have a credential on when it happens. Yeah. But uh, that's the key. Ed, great stuff as always, my man. Hey, what do you got coming out on the press box, and what do you got coming out in the Review Journal that uh, fans should be on the lookout? Yeah, a lot of Raiders and UNLV this week, and we'll just stick with the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to do a little Golden Knights this week and get back into hockey a little. They're, uh, they got some bad injuries going on. But, you know, the Golden Knights, it's funny because this is you know they haven't faced a lot of adversity in their time um, for good reason. They build great teams, but this is the first time, I think, with the injuries there's a little adversity. Every team has to go through it, so we're going to see how they manage it. Um, and then just, you know, keep talking about the Raiders and, try, you know, headed towards that Philly game. There you go. Great stuff as always, Ed. I appreciate Thanks, you. I'm glad you made it back safely, and uh, we'll talk soon. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. Enjoy Bye. the shrimp salad. <laughs> there he goes. Ed Graney right there uh, from the Review Journal, also ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station. Uh, you can check him out in the morning, 7 to 10 a.m. on the Press Box with Tyler Bischoff. They do a heck of a job. Uh, covering everything like a glove. How about this, Raider Nation? Whitney Merciless just got let go by the Texans. 
Whitney Merciless is a pass rush specialist, and I know he's not in his prime right now, but you know they talk about waves. Gus Bradley always talks about waves. Might not be a bad addition just to have as another body, a healthy body to get after the quarterback. Just saying, just throwing it out there. We'd love to hear from you. We got about 12 minutes left in today's show, unless Vinny's not back at the house yet. Vinny's navigating his way back from uh, Denver as well. I know he got landed in town a little bit late, so uh, we're going to kind of navigate through the waters. We'll check in with Vinny, see if he's ready to go. If not, I'll keep it rolling because, well, that's what I do. But uh, we're here at the Oyo, going to be uh, watching Monday Night Football, the Bills and the Titans, and uh, we're going to do it. And you got to come on by, get hooked up with some of these prizes, plus the best seat in the house, get hooked up with nachos for four and a couple pitchers of beverages. We got everything. In fact, i got one pitcher of beverages just for Tom. So Tom's going to get hooked up when he comes by to visit, and you'll get hooked up as well. Come on by and see us. It's 349, and this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Hanging out right now at the Oyo. The Underground Lounge is the location. Monday Night Football is going to be taking place in a little while. we got the Buffalo Bills coming off a big win against the Kansas City Chiefs. Going up against the Tennessee Titans that, well, we all kind of deep in our heart just kind of hope that they lose because DeMond will, well, feel bad. But, no, I'm just kidding, DeMond. I, I, how do you feel about this game, man? How do you feel about your team? Yeah, the Titans are going to win. What do you mean? Well, oh, I, I mean, but give me something, man. Don't just tell me the team's going to okay, win. Give me well, something, man. Break it down. Don't, don't, don't do me like your, your high school career where it's just very vague. Give me some details. All right. Buffalo has been looking good. Everybody wants to say that Buffalo is looking like one of the best teams in the league. The offense is clicking. Josh Allen hasn't fallen off the way I kind of expected him to. So, And the defense is getting after it, getting some turnovers. But here's the deal. Okay. Tennessee Titans. Okay. Brown's back. Julio's back. Come on, does that not do anything for you? I mean, it's all right. Danny's, you know, they, got, they Danny's also, got his thoughts. Hold on, Danny's got his thoughts. Go ahead, Danny. I think I just saw about an hour ago that said A.J. Brown was doubtful. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, man, you just got to keep him on their toes. Oh, okay, so you're just going to lie on the injury report. Is that what you're telling it's us? It's not lying, but it's just, you know, he is coming off of the injury. You, you never know. So you just have to just got to keep those cards, you know, close to the vest. You know, that's okay. all. Put that doubt in their mind, and then all of a sudden they spring A.J. Brown out there, and he's going to save the day. Exactly. Derrick Henry, I'm maybe at least 100 yards rushing, at least. I can see that. Derrick Henry's a beast. He really is. I Actually, it's so funny uh, because I, I was pounding the table. Everyone knows I like, really like Alabama players. I was pounding the table when he was in the draft, and Tennessee Titans got him in the second round uh, because the Raiders had an opportunity to get him. And who did they get? Um... Who did they get in the second round instead of him? Uh, it was the guy that was from Illinois. He was from Illinois, and the draft was in Chicago, and nobody knew who he was. And that's when I knew that it was a, it was a problem. Damn, I don't remember who they drafted. It wasn't Shalit Calhoun. It was one of those cats in the second round that was a fail. Who what position was, did he play? He, uh, he was, uh, he was uh, a defensive lineman, and he was supposed to be a really good player, but he came from the, 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 the state, and – Nobody there in Chicago cheered for him when he was when he got uh when he got drafted. So I knew he wasn't any good. I didn't even know who he was, so I wasn't even gonna lie and be like, "Oh, that guy plays good or he's bad." I wasn't even gonna try to front because I didn't know. But after I did some research and when nobody in the state of Chicago or not state, but the, the the Chicago draft was actually voting for or you know cheering for him, I knew it was all bad. I knew it was all bad. Now you uh, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, but it's uh Jihad Ward. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you, Jihad Ward. Yeah, that was a fail. He's still in the league somewhere. I think he's in Indy right now. But 
I, I just knew that that was a fail, and the Raiders had an opportunity to get Henry. I think the Titans got him with the very next pick, didn't they? Yep, the exact one. That's that's where I knew exactly where to go. I was like, well, I'll just see who was picked right in front of him. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I remember I was pounding the table, but I will. I'll lie. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm an Alabama guy, so I always. If you have a chance to pick up someone from Alabama, go for it. Do it. Except for quarterbacks. Do it. Well, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But if it comes down to a running back, a DB, Trevon Diggs. <clears throat> Just saying. Uh, there's guys like that that are available. Go get them. I'll take my chances with a proven winner from Alabama. And how many scores, how many touchdowns were scored by Alabama guys yesterday for the Raiders? Jacobs had one. Drake had two. Shout out to Kenyon Drake. Four. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Henry Ruggs had one, too. That's four of them. And speaking of. And Trayvon Diggs had one. Yeah, that's for another game. Peg Leg Raider. Shout out to Peg Leg Raider from San Antonio. Said my game ball goes to Drake because I love a good wheel route. And send a drink over to the dancing dude. He's still celebrating for Sunday. Uh, he said, for real, I'll, ca I'll cash app it for you. I think the, uh, the dancing dude has left. I think him and Tom found, a, uh, found another place to go. I haven't seen Tom yet. He's around here. But uh, we're still here at the OYO Underground Lounge. Come hang out. Monday Night Football. My guy Jess has showed up. Vinny's ready? Ready to go? Okay, good. Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. He's coming up next. He'll let you know everything he saw in Denver, tell you all about it. I'm here at the Underground Lounge. Come on, hang out. I'll check in a couple times throughout the course of Vinny's show and let you know that this is the place to be. The Raider Nation Radio, 920. I'll holler.